You're listening to the Four Frequency Sake Network. The best NFL Sunday of the year. It took us 10 weeks, two and a half months, 70 days, I guess. I think that's how that would math out. Regardless, we are here, and boy, oh boy, are we going to have some fun with this one. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Educated Ignorance Podcast live Sunday night show. Joe Winkle here with my good friend, Nick Brinks. My friend, the football was good today. How are you? How are you excited? How excited are you? We've been, we're ready to do push-ups on picket fences. What a night. What a day. What a night. It's good to see you. Hello, Joe. What a fun day. We had what? Four or five, essentially, buzzer beaters? Five walk-off waffles today. Just uh, just wild. Cardinals, Lions, Seahawks, Texans. And Browns. And the Browns. And that, uh, man, the fourth quarter of that Browns and Ravens game, that uh, that pick six on the tipped pass, what a wild sequence of events there. Lions Chargers, defense optional. You had Seahawks and Commanders going step for step. The random gem of the day. And then uh, <laughs> Texans upsetting the Bengals, and, and for most of that game, looking like the better team on the field. Bengals made a run at the end, got close, almost had a chance to, you know, maybe uh, pick off that win back for themselves. But uh, another day where we talk about Coleridge Stroud playing well. He is a phenomenon. Okay. Okay. He is he is a phenomenon. And we are going to talk about him at, uh, here in a little bit. We have a lot to get to, so let's not waste any time. All right. You can see on the bottom some quick housekeeping. First off, uh, like the video on whatever platform you're watching on. We do appreciate you joining us tonight. If you are watching, like I said, leave a like, share, tell one friend. That goes a long way. And then also be a part of the conversation. Tell us your thoughts on the night. Tell us your thoughts on what on all the games today. Tell us what your favorite game of the day was. And we are probably going to talk about it because we have one hell of a day to get to. And also, as always, if you could ever so uh, uh, ever so uh nicely subscribe to us on youtube at four frequency sake qc we are uh looking to get to 100 subscribers by the end of the regular season we are at 76 so that number nick is just it's like it's like trevor lawrence last year it's running them down running them down that good form uh so we would appreciate that is uh very very well so we have so many places to get to we're going to talk about this game very quickly uh the raiders won a sunday night game that happened oddly enough it was fun for multiple reasons that had no business being fun uh that had no business being fun uh good on the raiders the antonio pierce thing is a good time uh zach wilson i mean just a disaster. Part of me feels bad for the Jets, but uh, part of me also doesn't. And the Raiders are five and five. And they lost to the Redacteds three weeks ago, like got their ass beat by them. So take for that. They what got you will. Coach fired in the middle of the night beat. Yeah. Well, that was I'm trying to think, was that the Sunday? I don't think it was. 
That wasn't the but Sunday it, before. That was the day after that Monday night game against the Lions. It did not help his cause. It did not. It did not help his cause. They lost to the the to the to Los Redactoles. They then lost to the Lions on a Monday night. The trade deadline was the next day. They decided to not move any of their assets. They fire their coach and GM. They hire Antonio Pierce, who was on the staff. They have now won back-to-back games at home. They blew the doors off the Giants, who, I mean. As everybody are. That's a USFL. <laughs> that's the USFL All-Stars right now. I don't know. Remember, remember at the beginning of the year when we talked about how bad we thought the Cardinals were going to be and said that who would win a game between them and the All-Stars of the USFL and the XFL? I don't think the Giants would score on an XFL team. Their offense is a bunch of backups. And even Andrew Thomas, who's their best player, got hurt today. Saquon's still out there. But yeah. The XFL team wouldn't give up over 10.5 points to the Giants. I'm still not happy about that. <laughs> Fucking disaster. Uh, should have been three straight four in two weeks. Man, God, I'm so mad at myself. Uh, but uh, but yeah, back to back wins. They they blow the doors off the Giants and the Jets. They're five and five. I well, I don't know what to make of this team. Should we make anything of this team? I'm looking at the playoff picture here. That that win today puts the Raiders eleventh in the AFC. It's a mess. And seven through seven through third. If the Broncos win tomorrow, seven through fourteen in the AFC is a mess. Because yeah, you've got five and four gets you the seven seed right now. And hypothetically, let's say the Broncos win, like you said, five and four, five and five, four and five. You've got eight teams within a game fighting for one spot. Just crazy, but you look at the Jets because it's such a it's such a cluster in there. They could have been seventh and or tied for seventh. Instead, they're thirteenth now. the The difference in not winning today, and they've got tough opponents coming up the next two weeks. With the thing is, they have the tiebreaker over the Bills. They would have been eight, they would have been at least ninth. Yeah. So. The Jets really needed that one. I can't remember who else they play besides the Dolphins. Is it the Bills? Do they play them? They play the Dolphins twice and the Bills one more time. Because I I saw something about the next two weeks are two really tough opponents for the Jets. Or at least not two, you know, two of the tougher games they'll face. So they they could not afford, essentially, is what I'm saying. They could not afford to lose tonight. Yeah. They they did not do that. They lost. They go Bills. Okay, so it is Bills Dolphins. They goes Bill. They go at Buffalo Dolphins at home on Black Friday. Uh, then Falcons at home, Texans at home at Miami. Okay, that's their next five. Certainly not a not a tough stretch or not an easy stretch for the Jets. Um, their their path to the playoffs got a little murkier with a loss tonight. And the the crazy thing is, as inept as their offense looks at times. They mar- they they get yards at least tonight. They they got a decent number of yards, not a ton, not you know nothing that you'd write home about. But continuing to have to settle for Greg Zerline field goals. They moved the ball inside the twenties well tonight. And anytime they got in, they got murdered yeah. by penalties all game. Not and they weren't bad calls. They were right calls. They're just so undisciplined. 
they would get into scoring areas and they would, I mean, they had a touchdown on their third drive, get wiped off with a hold. Yeah. So that, that's what killed them tonight. Yeah. But with that said, in the final four minutes of that game, they're across the 50 twice down four bad pick by Jack, Zach Wilson. There's just, there's no, no excuse for that one. Just a bad, bad throw from him throwing to a, uh, a receiver that he just didn't see the defender coming. Yeah. He stared it down. And uh, so, and then they still get the ball back. And one of the crazier incomplete hail Marys you'll ever see. I thought that was going to be a sack for 20 yards twice. Somehow got a, got out of it. I, I gained, I gained respect for Zach Wilson on that hail Mary. That was one of the more impressive hail Mary throws that were not successful that I have seen. And you watch the replay and you watch it again and again. And you're like, my God, that had a good chance of being completed. But yeah, they didn't yeah. quite do it. And you look at it again and you're like, okay, that that basically hits Garrett Wilson on the hands. Okay, it kind of hits Tyler Conklin on the hands too. It's like they kind of cannibalized each other and knocked it away from each other. I think I think Wilson had the best play on it. If Conklin's not there, or if he's, you know, kind of boxing out at the goal line looking for a ricochet, I think one of the two might be able to make the catch. But uh, instead, a jet on jet crime didn't work. Valiant effort comes up short. And man, if we would have had a sixth buzzer beater, that would have been wild. And if the, if so, hypothetically, you know, let's say that did change. Would that have been the only one that was a touchdown? Everything else is a field yep. goal, right? Yeah, Cardinals yeah. had a walk-off field goal. Seahawks had a walk-off field goal. Browns yeah, and Texans had walk-off field goals. And then the fifth one, I keep forgetting, was a walk-off Did you goal. say Texans? Yeah, Texans, Car- Texans, Cardinals, Seahawks, Browns. And then there's one more that I keep forgetting. Uh, Lions? Correct. Lions? Okay. Correct. Why so would four I... of the five were tie games... And then a field goal wins it, but the Cardinals were down by one. Browns were down also. Browns were down one. Oh, that's right. They were both. Yeah. So they both won by two. Raiders. I mean, we, I know we talked about the Jets there. Raiders. Does this do anything for you? Because like for me, it's like good on them. I feel like the new coach high is going to wear off eventually and they'll yeah. come back down to earth. They still got to play the Chiefs twice. Uh, so that'll be where I feel like life will kick them in the dick pretty hard. <laughs> they yeah. don't have their buy. They haven't had their buy yet either. I think their buy is next week. Let me see. No, they play. Oh no, they play us. No, that's right. Next week. <laughs> so maybe reality will kick them in the dick next week. I mean, I hey, hope. listen. I hope. Yeah, they play um, us. They play at Miami. Chiefs at home. Vikings at home. Chargers at home. Three straight home games. Jesus Christ. And then at Chiefs, at Colts, Broncos at home. So think about the Raiders' defense for a moment. Who they have to face the next four weeks? Yeah, Tua, Pat, the greatest quarterback ever, and then Justin Herbert, and then <laughs> Pat again. Five weeks. Yeah, uh, it does not get any easier for the Raiders. But I think for me, the biggest takeaway right now is they obviously they were in a situation where they felt like firing their coach that I, that I think was well-deserved. I thought it was a bad hire to begin with. Mm -hmm. I thought he could have been fired long ago. They did it. And like 
they did a couple years ago when Gruden got, you know, kind of shit canned uh, with the whole email thing. Yeah, they got rich. Uh, and they brought in, yeah, rich. Big pit boss rich. Did, he did really well. And if I remember right, they got to the playoffs. Yeah, because, they were the first team to lose yeah. Cincinnati the year they went to the Super Bowl. That's right. Um, and that was a winnable game for him in the playoffs, too, I think. If I remember right, it was close. They got down to the 10 and yeah. threw four straight or spiked yeah. it and then threw three straight completions. We talked about it last week. That was the year where there was that scenario where the Chargers and the Raiders could tie and people actually thought maybe they'll tie so both teams get into the playoffs. And I'm thinking to myself, who the hell is going to willingly tie I know. and let your divisional opponent, one of your three biggest rivals, into the playoffs? Like I think you would rather take a chance to lose and miss the playoffs than just let your opponent in. Now, I can only hope. They actually got Again, pretty close to tying, so maybe did. what I'm saying is kind of kind of lame and dumb, but they uh, they did really well. And when they didn't keep him, that was... I think now we may see if they regret that decision. If let's say I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think their their schedule and Aiden O'Connell is their quarterback. I I I haven't seen enough out of him where I'm thinking they can make a run with this guy. But no. But I think with two games under their belt with their head coach, we'll see how much of it is that you know new coach high, like you said. Yeah. Or can some of this be sustained and do they feel good enough going into the off season where they don't have to start from scratch again? Can you, do you feel good enough that your interim coach who had some success already and the guys seem to have really rallied around him, which, you know, well, you're so saying, I'm thinking maybe they'll stick with the guy. You're saying and that build on, maybe, build on things for next year, but not making the playoffs. You're saying that this year they might they they could possibly do the thing they should have done two years yes. ago. <laughs> Keep yes. Asachi That'd be funny. Hey man. Or uh, or you know what? I don't know what he's doing, but maybe hire him now. Call him up. Yeah, he was this Packers special teams coordinator. I don't know what he's doing now. Oh, that's right. Raiders play the Broncos in week 18 in Vegas. Just imagine a world where if that in a world. Where that's the battle for the seven seed, dude. If we, I know last year's game was awesome, and we kind of that was when we started our like end of the year. That's when we started our live show thing. Was that Sunday night to end the regular season? And that Lions Packers game was great. It was fantastic. But dude, I'm telling you, if we get anything to end the season that is anything close. <laughs> to that Vegas Chargers game. That was maybe the greatest, dumbest, awesomest, greatest game I've ever watched. If I remember it was right, so fun. If I remember right, they got to within like a minute or two of tying in overtime, right? And the then Char- the Raiders kicked a field goal. The Chargers are right? down. Yes, the Chargers were down 15. Herbert goes touchdown on like a fourth and 10. He's like Char- Herbert's got like a fourth and 18 Fourth and goal from like the 18 touchdown, get it to eight. Then, uh, or no, they, and they go for two to get to the first time to get it to seven. Then they get a stop. They get it back. They go, uh, last second play from like the 22 touchdown extra point. And then, yeah, they both trade punts. And then the, the Raiders are at midfield. (laughs) And it's under a minute left, and everyone thinks they're just going to run it out. And the Chargers burn a timeout, and then the next play, Jacobs breaks it off and gets in a field goal range. 
That's it was the greatest right. play. It was the greatest game ever. It was it was the greatest game of all time. You cannot convince me otherwise. I forgot about that because I think up until the timeout, there was a reality setting in that that might actually happen. But then they took the timeout, and then it's like the Raiders thought, "Oh, if you're going to do that, we're going to do this." <laughs> yep. Everyone <laughs> thought that them just they were just going to knee it out, and they were both going to get in. Let's not do anything stupid. We're both going to make the playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs. Yeah, man. Just insanity. If we, I hope. I can only pray that we get something that good to end the season. Speaking of something good and involving the Chargers, hot diggity dog. What a game. I think game of the day. There, I mean, there's so many to choose from. But if I had to honestly pick, it might be this one because... <laughs> This game was Woodstock 99 from the tip-off. I mean, this was just haymakers everywhere. Nick, If I, I know the last, like, most interesting thing they did on a Sunday was get their doors blown off by the Ravens. And I know the defense got carved up. Listen, sh- we'll talk about him later, but today I think was Justin Herbert's best game of the year in a year of very meh performances. This is as good at, or as close to a y'all must have forgot performance by the Detroit Lions. 41 in LA. I know the Chargers defense isn't good, but just stop complaining and think again. I don't know if you watched the Sunday show, Nick, when I did my take it or leave it thing about how everyone thinks everyone sucks and that's a dumb thing. We don't live in that world, people that are watching. Enjoy the good stuff and the Lions are good. Nick, I said all that to say this. This was the y'all must have forgot how good the Lions are performance because that offense, my God, Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, just put out 60 minutes of and one mixtape and saying, hire me, you general managers. That was a master class today. Their uh, their offense is kind of they kind of sputtered a little bit in the last three weeks, averaged about 17 points a game. And went two and one in that stretch. So obviously they were still playing good football. That Ravens game was the obvious outlier. And the Raiders game, they had a bunch of drives that they stalled in the red zone. Yeah. yeah. So today they definitely got the offense back on track. They, I mean, they balled out. They had both running backs playing extremely well. Montgomery, uh, it was it was the Gibbs show early. Yeah. And then Montgomery, he broke off for that big, I think, 75 yard running oh touchdown. God. And then um, they get Amon Ra in on the action. They get the backup tight end in on the action late. And Real they quick. were they, they had all kinds of pieces moving today. Did you see the move that Montgomery hit? Oh my on the 75 yarder. I did not know. He, he gets to midfield, dude. I'm gonna try to send it to you i'm gonna see if i can pull it up so yeah my, you i was gonna say um today was the first time uh today was the first time all season that both running backs for the lions had like really good games which is huge for them and people all season at the beginning of the year were complaining that gibbs wouldn't get his game off and Gibbs was going early. They've really found a comfortable way to fit both of those guys in. And I know when you just look at the numbers, I sent you something on your messenger, and it's that touchdown run um, from Montgomery. Uh, he, 
it, the way they can get both of those guys going, potentially, that is huge for them because it opens everything up. It opens up their passing game. It opens up their play action game. I mean, look, they're, they're, uh, I think it was their last touchdown they scored, which was that fourth down. Uh, was it a fourth down and one or a third down and one? Uh, where they did the hard play action over the top to Brock Wright, the backup tight end. Uh, I think that was a third down, and I'm pretty. It was their last touchdown uh, that they scored. All that set up by the fact that their run game is going hard. So you have all that. Yeah, it was third and one with seven and a half minutes to go. The pass to Brock Wright. Uh, yeah, if you look at what I sent you, the move he makes at midfield. Uh, <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely gross. Right at the logo. Ooh. He does a guy. Yeah. He hits him with the uh-uh, and the guy stops, and then two dudes run into each other, and he just turns the corner on him. Damn, yeah, man. That was, was sick. This this offense was dialed in today, and I just love early in the game. <laughs> They're going for it on fourth down and five in the Chargers end. I know on this one in particular drive, they didn't score, and it's kind of what probably kept the Chargers in it. Because if they would have went down 17-3 early, who knows how this game could have got. But uh, the the way that Dan Campbell was having them call their off, like they're just running the ball on fourth and five in the red zone and picking it up. Like, Nick, they had no respect for anything that the Chargers were defensively. And I love that Dan Campbell has that type of uh, – he's got that type of – culture that type of juice built up in their staff in this roster that they can have that mindset of we are just going to outdo you on a down-to-down basis i love this team so much they're so fun and they're seven and two now like they're they're right there they uh that fourth and two call at the end to not settle for the field goal with 100 seconds left and said yes. take it all the way down like that was such a big ball dan campbell moment that yeah. they were able to, because obviously, if you kick, it's if it didn't work, obviously they look stupid. But they had confidence. Like I had said. no, I had no problem with them doing it either way. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. But you think if we kick a field goal now, we're probably going to overtime. Our obviously our defense, we're not we're not stopping a whole lot ourselves today, right? We've got two yards. If we can get these two yards, we can pretty much end the game. And uh, I, I loved it. There are coaches in the NFL that would have kicked the field goal right there. Most of them that aren't named Dan Campbell. So that was that was just a very that was a very big Dan Campbell moment. Yes, and they they line up. I felt like they had never had any. And it was know, a pass. Like, it was it was just a wide open play too like they they drew it up perfectly chargers weren't ready for it i they yeah i i will i want to go back i need to go back and watch to see exactly what it was they ran because initially i was i remember watching it live and i thought golf was it was too late i thought golf held on to it too long like he went over his progression he went one to two and then went back one to two and then, like, he came back for the second time, and Laporta was still standing there wide open. Um, if I had to guess, it was some sort of mesh concept where they have the two inside guys basically each run crossers, and against zone, you just sit there 
which is what he did. He just sat in between two Chargers guys. None of them picked him up. Uh, so good on golf to be able to get through all that and then get to Laporta late on that play. I just, I would love to go get the all 22 of that to see exactly what happened there, because that was fascinating to me that initially he like, it looked like he took the snap, looked left then looked right. And I was like, Oh, he's holding the ball too long, but then he went back left and hit him. And I was like, all right, let me, let's go. Uh, (laughs) yeah. So just impressive on the other end for the chargers, they, did good things offensively. This was the best their offense, I think, has looked all season, at least since the Miami. I mean, yeah, since the Miami game. Um, this is the best I think Herbert's even looked all season because uh, he has had a, a mismatch of bad games. And I'm a huge Herbert fan, but this has been a really bad year for him. At least, I'll be fair, the last like six weeks or so, he's just not been good. Uh, and today I thought he was excellent. He was excellent today. And the thing is, people are still going to kill him when all he did the entire last two hours of that game was just deliver. I don't think they got stopped. They got stopped one time after their... So Herbert threw that interception. They punted on their first drive, got a field goal. Herbert throws an interception, then they punt. They're down... uh, They go down then 17-3. to After that, the Chargers don't get stopped. And Herbert's going to probably be the reason people say they lost tomorrow. I mean, listen, this is just another feather in the cap of the Brandon Staley gets fired train. Um, They're just not organized. They're not well managed. Um, I don't have anything. I also think, too, though, you know, they played a team that was insanely dialed in today. And this is what the Lions can do to you. Uh, So I don't have too many crazy takes or thoughts on the Chargers that aren't any different than what I have felt before. This just kind of really continues to put them behind the eight ball in that massive race for the final spot in the wild card. At what point do we stick a fork in the chargers with the way the a I get, I get it. I get it. Cause I want to, I don't, I don't know about you, but I, no, I, 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 agree. I think I know where you're going. I agree. They're the way, mean, the, the way, way you the said that. Stacked up. Yeah. The way you said that makes me believe that we're kind of on the same level. Because I don't think you were shocked when I said at the beginning of the year when we did our playoff thing. Like, you were obviously stunned about the Bills. I went back and listened to that, by the way. You were was dead on. Like, I, I, I said the Bills. You were shocked. I made my point, and you were like, I can I can agree with that. I don't remember. I didn't listen to when I said I didn't think the Chargers were going to get in. I don't know if you were as shocked as me or by me saying that. Uh, I think based on my, like, preseason win totals, I think – we were on the same page there too. Yeah. Uh, so for the chargers for them, I think we, you and I both right now consider them not serious because we both don't expect them to get in, but you can't like stick a fork in them because there's, they are one of eight teams alive for the seventh. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. And they obviously we, we know with the chargers, we know they are capable. Yes. But we know that it can be in in their grasp, you know, like a 27 nothing lead in the playoffs or something like that and it can slip away. So yeah, it, I know. it they're, pretty, they're not they're not good to have their hands out and pretty say, spot on put it right here. Put it right here in my hands. <laughs> it's a pretty spot on. Don't. Definitely uh 
a that was a just base example that you gave there, Nick. I wonder why you did that. I can never imagine why that was your reasoning. Why was that your example, Nicholas? Uh, <laughs> Lions. I think we've talked about this. I'm going to ask now. This is kind of how we need to wrap each one of these games now, since especially now since we're at the point of the year, no NASCAR. We have a little bit of a break for our tails in the booth. I guess basketball's picking up here soon, but we're at the point now where we can kind of start looking ahead for some of these teams. We're in that back half. Lions get the Redacteds at home, Packers at home, at New Orleans, at Redacteds, Broncos, Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings, which are three tough games. But their next five, Redacteds, Packers, Saints, Redacteds, Broncos. Question. Huh? I was just going to say, in my head, I'm thinking four and one worst case scenario in those five games. Exactly. My question is. One seed? Based on schedule, I would maybe lean yes. Without without seeing the Eagles schedule. We both know it's a it's a mess. Yeah, the if next, I remember right when we stretch. talked about the Eagles, they've got a hard they've got a much tougher schedule. Mm-hmm. Um I it's on the board at least. Yeah, yeah. One it's yeah, gonna, it's it's right there for the taking, I think. It's going to come down to Eagles, Lions, and then if the Eagles lose enough games and the Cowboys just kind of win, the Cowboys. Could you imagine if that Cowboys-Lions game week 17 is for like the one seed? If the Eagles stumble for a few weeks, which I don't think they're going to. But man, that'd be that'd be something. I predicted the Lions as the one seed at the beginning of the year. Remember that? You did. I did. And really all of your predictions for the most part are pretty close. Can't get bets to save our lives. <laughs> oh my goodness. George, thank you for commenting. We are going to talk about that game. We'll talk about that game next. We'll skip ahead because I love that question uh, you asked. We'll talk about that game next here in a second. Lastly on this one, the Chargers uh, at Green Bay next week. Um Ravens at Patriots, Broncos, Raiders, Bills, Broncos, Chiefs. Like the thing with the Chargers is you can, they almost play the same game every week. It just, it comes down to, and they've done this for a decade. It just comes down to where they're at. I feel like they're just kind of 500. This is what they are. They're going to win eight games. And the way the AFC has played out, they're going to finish 10th. Or they're going to go into the final week of the regular season, and if they tie, they make the playoffs. But if they lose, they miss. (laughs) Hilarious. Would be funny. All right. A friend of ours asked about a certain player on the Ravens. Let's talk about that game. We have to – we might have – not that we were thinking bad about them. We might have to adjust the goggles on the Cleveland Browns, Nick. We have felt that this team all year – Obviously, they have one of, if not the best defense in the league. They have had they have had insanely bad luck this year. Nick Chubb goes out in week three. De- or, or was that week two? Excuse me. Deshaun Watson hasn't really gotten better. The shoulder injury stuff. They win games without him, though. But then they had like they that last game they had the Seattle game was an abject or two weeks ago, the Seattle game, 
abject disaster. They had no business losing it, but they did. And then today they go to Baltimore and it starts off ugly. They literally have a weird, unlucky bounce pick six to start the game. They go down 14 nothing. They were down 24 to nine at one point. But all of a sudden, Nick, the offense woke up in the second half. And I know we're not supposed to talk about him, but my friend, Deshaun Watson, in the second half of that game today, was simply fantastic. He was 14 for 14, about 120, 130 yards, uh, had the touchdown pass in the second half. Watson in the and the biggest thing, making plays out of structure, killing them as a runner. He had eight attempts as uh, eight rushes for 37 yards today. And his, his the touchdown he threw was the pocket broke down. He stepped up, ran up to the line. It sucked the defender in. He hits Elijah Moore on the goal line and he stumbles in. Today might have been the best I've seen Deshaun Watson play as a Brown. And if he can just be adequate like that, this defense gave up 31 today, but 14 of that was on a pick six and a muffed punt that the Ravens started inside the 10 where they got two awfully soft defensive penalties that gave them a fresh set of downs. We have to just sit back and adjust maybe how we think this Browns team is because a win like that today, holy bejesus. I know it's a week-to-week league and stuff, but that is as like good as I felt about them in a long time. That was impressive. The 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 deflected interception return for the touchdown was obviously the 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 play in that game where they went from thinking, "All right, we're playing better here in the second half. We got a shot." to all of a sudden, "All right, we we're there's a good chance we're going to win this game." Yeah, because yeah, you're right. That one. I they, thought you were talking about the one at the beginning of the game. There were there was a deflection pick for both teams. <laughs> the, <laughs> the the first play of the game was Kyle Ham. The first play of the game for the or the second play of the game for the Browns. Watson's throwing a screen, and Kyle Hamilton bats it into the air, and it flies back ten yards. He runs under it and catches it like at the five, and literally just walks into the end zone. But you're right. Watson threw that touchdown, and then you you mentioned. Lamar had the deflection that Greg Newsom ran under and had the pick six. So yeah, go ahead. Sorry. At that point, before the the Elijah Moore touchdown, Baltimore's leading 31-17 with 11 and a half minutes left. Should be able to take care of business and win that game. But you give up the touchdown, and then the deflection, the pick six, you give up 14 points and a 17-point lead in a matter of 40 seconds. That's hard to overcome. I get that point. Most teams are thinking we we we've lost all semblance of momentum. The other team, they've got it all. Divisional game, like what what could possibly go wrong here? I should say 16 point run because they missed the extra point that would have tied it to begin with. I know it was a, that all game. It just felt like they continued to have these moments of, of like disastrous, um, 
like this bad luck. They couldn't get out of their own way all game. I felt really bad for them just because of all the crazy things that happened. And then the you, the extra point, it was like, Jesus Christ. But they got the stop. They beat up the Ravens up front, kind of on both sides of the ball today. I know the Ravens scored, but they were physical up front. Miles Garrett, shock, might be the MVP of the league, uh, but he'll, they'll never give it to him. Um, he's been, he, If you really look at it, he's probably been the best player in the league this year. Um, that just the way the reason I'm so impressed is the way they did it because all game it felt like here we go again the Browns are going to lose in another dumb fashion I mean look at how they lost to the Steelers in week two the Browns literally the Steelers couldn't get across the 50 all game it was like LSU in the natty title game against Alabama 20 years ago but the Browns had 37 offensive turnovers that led to touchdowns and now, and they lose that game today, they have multiple things go wrong. They missed the extra point. Second play of the game is pick six. But they find a way to win. Watson was great. They were great on the line of scrimmage. That is a big stick your chest out like, yeah, we can hang win. Because we've known the defense could. For the offense to be able to find ways today to do it, that's what gives me the confidence. Right, Nick? Don't you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. That was just that was a huge win for Cleveland. I think for Baltimore... I don't know if I'm guessing you agree, but I don't worry about Baltimore one bit after today. That was a a win would do more for Cleveland today than a win would have done for Baltimore. Because um, for most of that game, the Ravens were leading by multiple possessions. So I'm thinking, um, yeah, you you know, the, the deflected pick. Like, it's one thing if Lamar you know, stares down his receiver and it's picked off and it's, you know, taken to the house and it's really just on Lamar for being a bad, bad interception. When the defense makes such a play to, you know, knock it, bat it up into the air like that and then pick it off. I'm to me, interceptions are not all the same. Uh, I'd be, I'd be a little more worried if Lamar in a, you know, in a late game situation, you're up seven and you throw a back breaking pick six. I'd think okay, maybe maybe this isn't a new Lamar, but I don't. I certainly didn't get that sense today. So uh, Baltimore still in they're in great shape, but the Browns they continue. I mean the uh, that that really that Forty ers game was the game where people were like, okay, yeah, this uh, this this Browns team they they might be for real, and they continue to show it. They don't give up. They play well on both sides of football. I mean, un- until the second half of today's game, you would have said, like, quarterback is the weakness on this team. And then he uh, balled. And then he, <laughs> he was he, great. He balled out. Yeah. You know, he got that halftime massage. He's good to go. Uh, <laughs> I kept saying, t- people kept being like, why does he look bad? And someone was like, it's because his muscles are too tight. <laughs> I was like, damn, he's got a point. But man, hasn't had a good rub down in a while. <laughs> uh uh our boy George here. George play oh one uh zero one. Thanks for hanging out. He says, Your opinions on Keaton Mitchell. We kind of talked about him last week against the Seahawks. Uh only three attempts to run the ball is unbelievable with his production. His first touchdown, his touchdown run today. Holy cannoli. He that was a basic ass inside run. This man, Nick, from the middle of the field said, I'm just going to start running sideways. And he turned the corner on eight guys <laughs> and beat them all to the – like he's at the 50 in the middle of the field of everything after getting past the line of scrimmage. 
and he's at like at midfield on the logo. He just says, I'm going to race to the sideline. He proceeds to race to the sideline, turn the corner, beat everyone and their dad to the pylon, to the pylon and score. He's, I kind of said last week, and you saw some of the stuff he did against Seattle. He's kind of like Devon, like the Dolphins are going to try to use Devon A-Chain. I do wish that, I mean, only a couple touches today. I do wish they would have used him more. But it was tough because they had to they had to do certain stuff on how they were going to utilize their attack against Cleveland. And they probably just feel like he's more of a gadget guy right now against a team like the Browns who are physical as hell. Um, and they just come downhill all the time. They were able he was able to execute because he got out in space and just outran literally the entire team to the corner. Uh which is what he can do. He is, he's awesome. I can't wait to see them use him more. I do. I understand why you'd be frustrated, George, that he only got X amount of touches, but I feel like there is probably a reason for that because of how the game went and because of the opponent more than anything else. I know I picked him up in two leagues this week because I was, I'm a little thin at running back with uh, buys and whatnot. I actually, I didn't end up starting him in one league. I did start him in the other it's not really going to matter because I'm going to lose. But for four touches like, and getting 13 points out of the guy, I was not going to complain one bit. Um, when he scored that touchdown, the league that I picked him up, but I didn't start him, I thought, well, shoot, I wish I started him. But the guy that I also picked up this week, Noah Brown, went off for like 170 yards. So I didn't feel too bad about making that decision. But uh, certainly a guy that, I'm happy that I got him this week and I didn't even have to use waivers on him. I, I picked him up as a free agent. Uh, nobody picked him up because they thought last week was kind of a fluke. And the numbers this week are kind of fluky, but they've got the they've got the makings of something there. I think that he, he could be a big, big piece down the stretch. Guess Gus did not run the ball well today. Gus the bus. In fairness, yards per carry. So obviously yeah, that's that Cleveland defense. Yeah, I was going to say, in good. fairness, who runs good against them ever? Yeah, it's not not um, fun things so. that are. If you had a list of non-fun things to do, it'd be like things that are not fun, uh, like headbutting a screwdriver, getting hit in the dick over and over again by one of those weird kicking machines. And then the next thing would be running the football against the Browns or having to pass on obvious passing downs against Cleveland. Good hell. Like the fact they put up 31 is just like, well, you what you said earlier was the nail on the head. I'm not going to punish the Ravens at all. They'll be like yeah. way too early uh, top uh, elite eight. They're probably third. It'll or yeah, because it'll probably go Chiefs, Eagles, Ravens, Lions, uh, and then after that, who the hell knows? Who I mean, at this point, <laughs> everyone's losing. Nick, I don't know what to do anymore. This Plus, team today was, a, today oh, was a far cry from the twenty-eight to three win that the Ravens put on the Browns in Cleveland at the beginning of October. And in fairness, that was with DTR and a bunch of backups. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan Wrangle. This I might just put this team at number one, honestly. What's up, fellas? Weekly the check. Fun meter. The fun meter elite Dude, eight. Vikings right no, up there. 
There's no more exciting team in the league right now to watch outside of Houston than the Vikings. And I cannot after, I mean, listen, in fairness, last year, all their games were batshit because they had all those one score games. So it was kind of like a, it was the same thing, but it was also frustrating. It's like, why are you the way you are? But this year, everything, it's still like the same team, but with different actors in a way, because with Kirk, uh, with Kirk, it was like, well, we're still here, but he was playing so well. And then he goes down and then Josh Dobbs comes in and <laughs> it's been so fun. But yeah, he says, what's up? I was weekly checking to say the Vikings are at number eight. The pastor not will not be denied uh, for that coveted spot. Hey, man, if they're not there, they are knocking on the door. Um, they're in a death match with CJ Stroud right now. Going forward um, real quick, I'll we won't do Baltimore because, again, we feel Actually, I lied. We will do Baltimore. We're about to talk about their opponent on Thursday. Uh, that Thursday night game mate got a bit more interesting tonight because or because that Bengals Ravens game, the loser of that game is gonna be like, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? Because well, it could be for fourth place in the division, right? The loser, is it possible? No, because the Ravens would only, I guess, never mind. The Ravens have three. The Bengals would only be six and four. The Ravens haven't had their bye yet. But the so, Steelers and who am I blanking on? And Browns, I guess the Browns have four losses, right? God damn it. The Steelers could be the fucking AFC North leader <laughs> after Thursday night. <laughs> That's what I'm getting Son at. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Here Steelers, we go again. Browns. Ravens all three losses. Bengals are five and four. Um, I guess with tiebreakers, it is possible that the Bengals could win this week and still be fourth. But yes, because they'll. It's, it's be obviously. A, uh, I feel like it's a bigger game for Cincinnati than it is Baltimore. But if you're Baltimore, you don't want to drop two in a row when no. you're where you're at. After all of a sudden, back seasons of being good at this point and then falling off the yeah. face of the earth. Now, granted, as long as Lamar stays healthy, they'll be okay. Yeah, but, that was uh, their issue last year. Exactly, the last two years. Yeah, but I get, but I guess they they do not want to lose too straight. A Thursday night game got a little more intriguing. And you know what? Finally, as NFL fans, a primetime game to look forward to. It has been a hot minute. Two of them, three of them, because you know. The best show, the greatest show on earth or beyond earth, the Vikings, if you're an astronaut fan. Past, yeah, the past. They're next, who, uh, they're next Sunday night. The, next Sunday night against Denver. Okay. Uh, Not so much for Denver, but yeah, for the, for the Vikings. Yeah, that'll be fun. Like we said, though, Denver wins tomorrow. Watch out. Uh, this is the crazy thing for me, really. Well, I guess I can wait. Well, I'll save it for the best of the rest segment. Okay. With Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. Got you. Uh, which I'm I'm sure we're almost there anyway, but I'll I'll wait. Yeah, we got one more game, and then we're gonna <clears throat> hit the best of the rest. Uh, what was I gonna? Oh, um, shit. Oh yeah, Thursday night I will be live uh, after the game. I mean, it, like I have to be. Like it's the game of the year on a Thursday. Uh, best biggest game of the year. Um, I think I've only done two or three live post Thursday night games. One of them was with you. Uh, if you want to join, you can. You don't have to. I'm fully prepared to 
put on the vest and just come on here and hopefully talk some ball um, for a little bit, maybe 20, 30 minutes. And then uh, Sunday next week will probably, again, just be me. There's a chance there's no Sunday show, but that is because the Monday show for the second time in a month, uh, this one's way more planned out than the last time we kind of improperly did a Monday. We're doing Monday next week instead of Sunday because, uh, Nick, um, isn't there a rematch of a certain game that happened last year, uh, Monday night next week? I know there is, but now you're putting me on the spot and I'm drawing a blank. It's getting late, man. My memory isn't what it used to be. It was very super. (laughs) The game next Monday night. Chiefs Eagles. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Right. Yes. There we go. There you go. Chiefs Eagles next Monday night, the Super Bowl rematch. Can't wait for us to watch it, and it's a dud. That would be unfortunate, but I mean, I don't know how those two teams could play a dud. All uh, I know is, all I know is right now, Kansas City's offense—they're looking like a bunch of frauds out there. I want the Eagles to show them something. Yeah, but- for, for multiple reasons, I want the I want the Eagles to uh, you know make that one look a little easy. But that's just uh. me hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping for the same type of fireworks we got in the Super Bowl. 38-35. I'd be hope I'd be happy with 28-24 or something. I just want another. I just want to feel like I had an experience. Um, I will be disappointed though when it's like 19 to 17. If it's a fun and entertaining game, though, (laughs) I mean, I'll be okay with it. Like, I want a high-scoring primetime game. We don't get those anymore. If we did get like this high-scoring, just batshit acid trip between the Eagles and the Chiefs, that would be something. Um, but yeah, next Monday night, Chiefs-Eagles Super Bowl rematch. Well, that'll be our live show. We'll talk about the games from Sunday night, or from Sunday. We'll do an, We'll probably both. Instead of doing an Elite Eight, maybe, Nick, how about this? F- uh, stick a fork in this. Next week, we do like our playoff predictions. We'll be through week 11. We can do our top seven seeds and see how they stack up. So Monday like night... Monday night show show uh playoff seating prediction pro, uh projections me and rank C cool put that down so yeah we'll do it we'll we'll one through seven seed it like we did last year and we'll do our predictions all right real quick for the Browns Steelers at home next week, then at Broncos at Rams. That is their next three. Um, that is some big time uh, opportunities. If they can get that Steelers game back, just to draw even with them in the division, I think that is a massive. It's not a must win, but it is a huge, huge opportunity for them to get even and continue to carry some momentum if they can get that Steelers game back next week. Definitely. I just want somebody, anybody, Browns, who whoever it may, may be. Beat the fucking Steelers. <laughs> don't let the Steelers play like shit and still beat you. They didn't play that bad today. All things considered, I thought. No, but laterals and incomplete passes are now in- interchangeable. <laughs> yep. Damn, they are. You know, they say that the Steelers are, you know, that have you ever watched the show Breaking Bad? Mm-mm. Oh, have you seen Surprisingly the meme? No. 
Have you I've seen I, memes now? Yeah, I haven't either. But the, have you seen the meme? They can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> That's the Steelers. Have. That's Steelers. All right. I think they. I think I read that they have set a record. They have. They have now. Well, I guess I didn't check today. At least going into today, they had been outgained offensively in every single game. Yet they were five and three. And now I think today, I think they were outgained again. If I'd have to look really fast. Box score. Yeah, uh, they were. I, I saw the stat. They've been outgained in four versus three ninety nine. Yeah, they've been outgained in three game. despite not outgaining their opponent in any game this season. Hilarious. Cleveland Browns plus two hundred to win the AFC North. Ravens plus one forty. Cincy plus four thirty. Steelers plus five fifty. I don't know if I take. I want to see the AFC South odds. I got them pulled up. We're about to get to them. Um, uh, the Dolphins are minus favorites to win the AFC. East. Wild. Um, they must have forgot how we finished last year. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not feeling good about. They're it. not a team that plays well into December and January lately. No, not ready. All right. Speaking of the AFC South, on today's episode of what is CJ Stroud's MVP odds? Let me see if I can find them in FanDuel. They were plus 3,000 when I looked earlier. Yeah. Make I think we talked about totals. it last week. They were plus, plus 5,000 last week. Dude, this kid, man, he is a minus 1,900 favorite to win uh, rookie of the year. 1,900? <laughs> I feel like that is... Um, I think that's worth putting $1,900 on to, to win 100. I feel like that, unfortunately, is, you know... Like I feel like that's almost, uh, like like I feel like we're underselling it at this point. Now, granted, other guys have had great years. It's literally going to come down to if he's healthy, it's his. Like last year, I think it was going to be easily break Brees Hall, and then he got hurt. Correct. Yeah. Uh, the the Houston Texans are plus two seventy to win the AFC South. The Jags are minus two twenty. Um, CJ Stroud at pl- at 30 to one and the Texans own the tiebreaker over Jacksonville right now, right? They beat them heads up. Te- yes. And the other game is in Houston when they play later this year. Plus 270, huh? One game back. Technically yeah. only half because if they tie Texans get the tiebreaker. Correct. I feel good about the Jags though. Today was an anomaly. Talk about them later. Um, I'll defend my Jacksonville Jaguars, but <laughs> Houston Hey man, right now the the greatest show on earth or beyond earth is the Pastronaut. I feel like the Houston Texans are on they the Texans and the Vikings are in a hell in a cell match for the must watch team in the NFL on a weekly basis. Here is their last month of games. So they they started off zero and two, right? They then uh, blow out the Jags and blow out the Texans. They're two and two. Here are their last five games. 21-19 win or lost to Atlanta, where they both teams traded last-minute scores. That's one seed. That's one game uh, that CJ Stroud uh had at least had a score at the end of the game, but the other team was able to come back and get one to end it. So CJ Stroud had a potential game-winning drive. The defense just couldn't hold up. Then they held on to beat the Saints. 
20 to 13. Then the Panthers, weird, ugly game that the Panthers won good on them. Then the last week, back-to-back, game-winning drives, back-to-back, insane performances, two-point win over the Bucks, three-point win in Cincinnati, in a game where you mentioned, yeah, there was a long period of time in that game where they looked like the better team. And I didn't go into this game thinking that it would be the that it would be like the Texans coming back down to earth. I just felt like Cincinnati was playing at such a good level that they would be able to win this game and outlast like a massive Houston barrage. No, man, the Texans absorbed the first punch of the game from Cincinnati, and then they really just put the clamps on them for a long time until things got a bit weird down the stretch. Uh, their offense was efficient. Their defense was efficient. I had, I, you know what I've struggled to do is come up with a comparison for, for CJ Stroud. Do you want to know what I found out today? There is no comparison. Wrong. There is. And it was the guy that was on the other sideline. He is the, him and Joe Burrow are an exact copy. They are both surgical I would say CJ might have a little more pop on the arm talent and he's more willing to be mobile, but both of them can make plays in and out of structure. Both of them are insanely accurate and just absolutely precision you to death. Dude, Stroud is special. We say this every, like you and I can't come up with words. We cannot come up with new ways in the thesaurus to say how good this dude is on a weekly basis Um, for them to win that game today, man. The job D'Amico's done. I mean, they got 150 yards out of Devin Singletary today running the football. Jesus, that might have been the craziest stat of the day. And he ran. They ran well. He blocked well. He did also get 30 carries. They fed him. Um, And to have the game end the way it did, uh, they're up 10. Cincinnati scores. CJ throws a terrible interception. Like his, it's only his second of the year. And he throw it's a bad one. He's looking for an out route on the sticks. And he just under he he stared it down and threw it behind him. It got picked off since he cut it to three. Then Houston had to punt. They hit Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd has a touchdown that would have maybe won the game, and he dropped it since he had to settle for three. And then Stroud said, time to put the Kate back on and went down the field and won it. Dude, they're awesome. I don't know what this team's regular, like what this team's ceiling is right now. I don't want to put one on them because with this kid and this coach and this staff and these players that are playing at this level, I never expected them playing because of the quarterback and how he's elevated them because of this coach, by the way, bet the house on D'Amico Ryan's coach of the year, bet the house on D'Amico Ryan's is one of the best coaches in the league already. He is amazing. Um, I love everything. Uh, Nick Casario, executive of the year, as we talked about, to get Stroud and Will Anderson on draft night, that the two cornerstones of their franchise in one night on back-to-back picks, they're set, Nick, for a decade now. I love everything this team is doing, everything that they are about. And I'm tired of, in my mind, putting a ceiling on them after today because I want it to be as wide as it can be because it's just, it feels awesome to watch them and especially to watch them succeed. The craziest thing to me with the Texans, like you're talking about, they're set for years. Like, 
if they don't make the playoffs this year, if they do make the playoffs this year, whatever. I actually don't care. What this year's house me, money. What scares me the most is that rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, r- so many rookies. So, I mean, I don't have numbers, but they have to be about the youngest team in the league. One of. Yes. One. How of dangerous is this team if this is already what they like? This is a rebuilding team in every shape of the word. But they've got such good pieces doing the rebuilding already that I would be scared for 2024, 2025, 2026 about the Houston Texans. That is just it's wild what they've been able to do with all of the pieces from the front office to the head coach to the players how well they're they're already working and the thing to me that stuck stood out today also they blew a let's see here are they led by 13 Bengals cut it to 3 and then in the fourth quarter the Texans led by 10 and they blew that lead into a tie young teams in those situations those are teams and those are situations where they don't typically hang on. They find a way to give it away. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Yeah. They didn't. Second week in a row, like you said, drive down the field, get back into field goal range. Sorry. You like that, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> but so to not, to not let the wheels fall off when you give up a couple double-digit leads, to drive down the field again, to look ahead to next year and how young your team is now and the kinds of things you're already doing. Like we knew within two or three weeks this season that this Texans team had the potential to be something special. We talked about it probably. I'm, I'm let me look at their schedule really fast, but the week uh, they blew the Jags out, you and I were kind of like, yeah, eh, Jags, the Jags Muslim played three, weird, yep. but the week after that was when it happened because they played Pittsburgh and, and unlike everybody else, them. except for San Francisco, Texans took care of business against that crap team. They bashed their faces in. Yeah, <laughs> that was impressive. Oh, yeah, I, that was when I was I like, what oh, doing. yeah, uh, what, what, two, two, two cheesy puns. Houston, we don't have a problem. And the Vikings may have pastronaut, but Texans found t- Texas fans, Texans fans. They are on Stroud Nine. Oh, ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> okay, I'm a cheesy newspaper headline writer today. There you go. I just couldn't spit out my words. Plus two seventy to win the division. I like that. Uh, that's a hell of a long shot, and it's not even a long shot. Uh, if they didn't already have to have the tiebreaker, plus one sixteen to make the playoffs. Um. If you think this team as if <laughs> if you think this team is as or like if you think CJ Stroud is Joe Burrow esque like I believe they are, you can get them at thirty two to one to win the AFC. <laughs> Joe Could Burrow's first full year. Joe Burrow's year first one, full year in year one of a f- complete rebuild to get to the Super Bowl. Like that would just be insane. Yeah, I know. Joe A. Hey, Joe Burrow's first full year, they went to the Super Bowl. 
I was thinking about the, the today, like, is there like there's no way, right? But look, man, when you have a guy like that, dude, oh my god, that that man <laughs> for just a Ooh. second. That kid's something let's, else, bro. Let's let's take a look into the crystal ball here for just a moment, shall we? Yeah. The year is 2023. That is this year. Technically, it would be 2024. 2024, okay. Yes, the year is 2024. Where's the Super Bowl this year? Is it Vegas? It's in Vegas. Okay. The year is 2023. 24. I did it again. The year is 2024. You're in Las Vegas. You're going to the Super Bowl. Rookie quarterback. Rookie head coach. Rookies galore. And that team... (laughs) represents the state of Texas for the first time in 30 years. <laughs> it's the Houston Texans in the Super Bowl. And the Cowboys haven't gotten the Cowboys the, lost and the Cowboys the lost round. in the divisional round again. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kicker. Oh that's fucking funny. You're good. I like you. You're good, kid. Now I like your mocks. Now if if the Cowboys could play the Giants 17 times a year they would still lose in the divisional round of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, you're goddamn right they would. Hey, but at least they have a bye week. Exactly. Uh, yeah. My God. Oh, poor Cowboys fans. Maybe maybe this will be the year. Who knows? Maybe it'll be Texans-Cowboys in the Super Bowl. They'll that would be wild. A rematch of that crazy-ass game last year when the Texans were like 19-and-a-half-point dogs and they almost won outright. With Davis That's Mills right. and Jeff Driscoll, but Davis me... Mills is he still in? Is he still in Houston? Is yeah, he he's their backup. Right he's okay. their backup. Dude's got a neck. Does factual? Okay. Next Sunday, Arizona at home. Then game of the year, Jags at home, Broncos at home. Home stand, a hot team home stand incoming. Then they go against to the t- very winnable opponents for at least a couple of them. And then that Jags game, 50-50. Then uh, yeah. Jets, Titans on the road, Browns at home, Titans, Colts, then the year. I, again, I don't want to put it. I'm not even going to predict if I think they'll make the playoffs because I don't want to put a ceiling on them. On the other side, Cincinnati. I love them. I'm still picking them to win the Super Bowl as of today. God damn, it would have been easier if Tyler Boyd would have caught that touchdown at the end of the game. Just being honest, it would have been. I'd be feeling a lot better about it right now. Uh, not that they had no wiggle room, because they did have wiggle room. Uh, I'm not saying Thursday's must win, but God damn it, it'd be nice if you did. <laughs> it'd be nice if I could come on here, Nick, on Thursday night and say, look at me. I picked the Bengals. You all ran from them. I stuck with them. They just knocked off the Ravens in Baltimore on a Thursday night to get back in the bit, to get back in the fight. That would be nice to have that ability. But they're also 60 minutes away from being five and five and staring down the barrel of the fact that they play Pittsburgh and Jacksonville the next two weeks after that. I'm not mentally prepared. Just saying, just saying. How should I go about it? Your thoughts. 
Now, I was I was with you when you were on the Bills missing the playoffs. I came around. I thought, okay, I see that as a possibility. I have not once jumped on your Bengals winning it all or Bengals to the Super Bowl bandwagon. I that's still fine. don't see it happening. That's fine. Everyone has. Yep. That's totally fine. Everyone's got it. I don't even know if you picked a Super Bowl champ at the beginning of the year. No, but it's okay if you didn't. I mean, look, I, everybody has their reasonings on how they feel for things. My thing with them was I felt like in this era where we have two of the where we have the two best quarterbacks in the world, and I think it's definitive. I think they'll just trade off victories against each other. Like I think both are too good to not get one over. Um, and I thought that's why I had the Bengals um, winning it all. But uh, if I had to pick right now. I yeah, my backup was Baltimore, and then they lost today. I still feel good with them. We also might just be in a world where Philadelphia next Monday kind of shows us that there's a gap between everybody. I'm expecting that to be a possibility, by the way. To me right now, the AFC still goes through Baltimore. I still have them as my best team in the AFC. Even after today, I still say that I, I, I'm just not on the Chiefs right now, and I I want the Eagles next week. Like I said, I want them to take care of business, or at least, you know, it can be a close game or whatever. But like, the Eagles lead the whole way. Like, I just want the Chiefs. I want to see it with my own eyes that there's just something off about them. It's not the defense. Defense no. is the defense is. I'm not going to say carrying that team, but I just, I, I'm not seeing enough on offense and Patrick Mahomes has spoiled us so much in his short career that even though I think he's still the MVP favorite and he's having a good year, it just doesn't look like we're used to expecting from him. And I, I just, I want the Eagles to Put that all together in the universe for me. That's fair. I want to see it. I, I get that. Um, and I'm still bitter about Germany last week. <laughs> yeah. But then again, I'm still bitter about that Eagles game, so maybe I don't want either team to win. You want them to tie. Uh, no teams! Uh, <laughs> Just a terrible 6-6, six to six, no touchdowns tie. Don't let that be the Monday night show we do together. <laughs> fucking dick. Wouldn't that be a buzzkill? That'd be a little bit unfortunate. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I think if there was, I guess in my spot, I'm just never going to fade the Chiefs. Not that I'm picking them to win next week, but I definitely have. I would, if I had to, I would probably say they will because the game's in Kansas City. But um, I I like I do think. We're at this point where I feel I, I do feel if there's a week they're going to get it right. It's going to be against the Eagles who can't. You can pass on them. You can you can throw the ball on the Eagles. So maybe that'll be the week where they start to figure it out. So can't wait for it, though. That game's going to be. Whew, that game's going to be awesome. Uh, best of the rest. Unless did you have anything else on te- Texans Bengals? No, I don't think so. Let's take a look at the best of the rest. We've glossed over it enough. The pastronaut. What a day. What a day. He was, I mean, on fire 
and then they kind of tailed off in the second half. But 268 yards and a touchdown. He also made some plays as a runner. His rushing touchdown was, I don't know if you saw the highlight. I did see that one. Fucking electric, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, yeah, dude, it's awesome. Derek Carr got hurt. Jameis came in and started throwing just absolute Purdy Eli specials all over the place. One of them was a touchdown even. Uh, but hey, Chris Olave's happy because Jameis Winston actually throws the ball to him. Uh, I'm, I'm real happy for the Vikings, man. Not that I wasn't last year or anything like that, but I'm real happy for them. I'm real happy for Josh Dobbs. It's been fun. It's a fun, cool little story thing. Because here's the... You mentioned we talked... I think you mentioned you asked this off the air. Mentioned, like, is are, is this, like, the coolest story of the last X amount of years? I don't know if I can answer that, but I do know... I'm glad to see that their organizational aggressiveness is being paid off, right? They kind of just stick. They they understand what they are. They make the right adjustments. They don't make any dumb offseason moves the year after they go 13 and four, but they do understand eh, it was kind of fluky. They, they come into this year knowing it's a retooling year. They have a tough start. They bounce back with some impressive wins. Kirk goes down. All right, you have a loaded offense in a sense. You can just tank, pull the pin, trade guys like Daniil Hunter, trade some of your assets uh, that you can on expiring deals, knowing you can get draft compensation back for them and try to go into the gutter and get one of the quarterbacks at the end of next or going in the next season in the draft, fit him into this offense that's loaded and go from there. Boom, clock's reset. No, they did not do that. They understood hey, the NFC is kind of wide open. We're hot. We have guys in this room that we feel are good. We have one of the best players in the world coming off IR here soon in Justin Jefferson. Reminder, he still hasn't played. He hasn't been act or he hasn't been reactivated yet. His practice window is open, but he did not play today. Let's go out and actually get a quarterback and show everybody that we are trying, that we can still try to make a run for the NFC playoffs. So that is the thing I love the most, that their organizational aggressiveness or just wherewithal to not just sit back and say, ah, we're done. They said, no, even though these cards that were dealt to us were terrible, we're still going to push in. We're still going to go make a move. And it's not like they've made some crazy move. They go out and get Josh Dobbs, who had been playing well on a bad Cardinals team. And then he comes in. Obviously, we talked about last week, and then today he plays amazing. So I love that they are being rewarded, um, and it feels right. It like it feels right that they are being rewarded as well. Like I don't feel last year this team was weird. We talked about it, all the weird ass wins. This year, like they were in the spot where because of how good they were, it felt like you had to almost say you had to go out of your way to make sure you said that they weren't a contender. This year, the team is in a perfect spot. They're fun to watch. I just feel fun when they're on my TV. When I watch Red Zone and the, the team in purple pops up, I'm like, something cool is going to happen with it when it was with Kirk and now with Dobbs, and I'm cool with that. I love it. Uh, yeah, sorry I rambled there, but that that's where I feel like with this Vikings team. Last year, they were winning all those one-possession games like an, at an unheard of pace. They started this season... 0-3, losing by three, 
six, and four. And then they went on to win by eight, seven, six, five. No way. They they totally did that. Eight, seven, six, five points four weeks <laughs> in a row. Love it. And then one by four team. Is it the final, is it the final <laughs> countdown? <laughs> it's getting there. So dang, they needed to win. They needed to win by two today. Saints needed to get that Hail Mary at the end and then miss the two point conversion. Then it would have been eight, six, five, fourteen, three, two. <laughs> Um, so what you're but, saying uh, next week 21 20 vikings win no i take that back the, the vikings chiefs game they lost by seven so that kind of ruins that but um but again you the thing that the two things that impressed me with the vikings right now they were starting to have success with with kirk when he went when he went down you felt for him because kirk he's one of those guys that He's like one of the most humble guys. You can't not like him as a person or at least as a as a man. Like you can you can dislike him for you know being a mid quarterback, getting big big deals, not so much today, but you know when he got his first Vikings deal, Vikings fans maybe weren't on board with I don't know. Um so he goes down. You're already you're already without Jefferson. And now you're like okay, we're still winning. What's going on? And the teams that they've either beaten or lost close to include the Eagles losing by a touchdown, Chiefs losing by a touchdown. You beat the Vikings. Let's say the Vikings get in the playoffs right now. They're the 7 seed with a cushion. They have a game and a half lead, essentially. And even if you sat back and tried to do like the the thousand yard view of them, like who could you even imagine? Even if they fell off a bit and finished like eight and nine, who yeah. on earth out of those teams behind them are you going to trust to get to eight wins? Exactly. Um, but I look at the Vikings; they would not be a team if they make the playoffs. Which, as of right now, I would, I would lean towards them making the playoffs. They're not a team that I would want to play if I'm Philadelphia, if I'm San Francisco. Because there's even Detroit. I don't know, there's there's something about them. And obviously Detroit, they have to play them twice. So we They're will learn a lot about the Vikings in two out of three games to end the season. There's a chance that if the Vikings are the seventh seed and the Lions are the two seed, they would play three times in 28 days. <laughs> <laughs> for the lions that would be a bitch and a half yeah like, that's just tough yeah you know be december 24th january 7th january 14th that'd be wild and it's not that you would like favor the lion it's for not like 20, you would favor 28 days yeah four times in 28 days the end of december the first game in the, the more like 22 days 21 days December yeah, you're 24th right. to January 14th. That would be insane. Yeah, you're right. My bad. So like four times in 22 days. And think of all the time you'd save save on watching game film, though. Yeah, but that would all that wouldn't be like a that's not like a spot that you would like favor Minnesota in if that's where it no. got to. But it would just be like you played so many times in this little amount of time. It'd be like a it'd just be that much more of a 50-50 game. And especially for Detroit, who, yeah, we love them and we love their ceiling like they are they also 
have not had those guys in that spot yet in the playoffs. Yeah. Outside he, of he, golf. Here's <laughs> here's the other thing. I think I'd be on board with all three of those games being in prime time. <laughs> There's a chance. The Vikings would have to do. They'd have to keep winning at a pace that I don't oh, know yeah, will be possible. Sure. Um, because I do think those, that, are, those would be primetime esque games. There's a world that if Denver wins tomorrow, they'll be favored against Minnesota. Um, now, granted, we are talking. We 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 keep making that joke. Listen, Denver is seven point favorites. I know who I'm rooting for tomorrow Buffalo. night for the content. Or yes, Buffalo is seven point favorites. But we all know who you're rooting for, for the content. I am the content. We're rooting for Denver. We are rooting for Russell Wilson. Um, they still got to play Cincinnati. Those two lines, like, though, I, like, I think the Vikings would have to. I don't know if they'll have the record to be able to win the division late yeah, in the year, I but I get what you're saying. Yeah. That not like that Vikings Lions game to end the regular season would probably be anything that would be in prime time because I don't think that'll have enough playoff implications by itself. Just from a fun football game perspective, yeah. though, that yeah, that's where I was coming with on that one. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut your head off there on that one, but and no, there, no, they, but 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 like think about it on Christmas Eve, Lions Vikings. That game is shaping up to be like I want that to be the the last thing I see before I go to bed and wake up to Santa's presence. Yeah, I want that game moved to 7 p.m. I don't know how they're. Eve, you know? I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how Christmas, Christmas Eve is going to work. Games. They've got games on Christmas Day this year, don't they? Yeah, just like last year. Yeah. The Christmas Day slate this year, eh, not good. At least last year, Christmas Day was Sunday, so it made sense. But I think they are physically putting some games on Christmas Day Monday, if I remember. You, yeah, the three games. Are they doing like Thanksgiving, like noon three in prime time, basically? Yes. Uh, let me figure out the Christmas day slate. No bueno. <laughs> A whole lot of no moss Saturday, Christmas Eve, Eve, pretty fun. Bengals Steelers in Pittsburgh, Bills Please. Chargers in LA. Please Cincinnati. Put yeah. us out of our misery. Don't Christmas, make us keep talking about the Steelers. Christmas Eve, Sunday, technically the seven fifteen game, which is on NFL network. Is Patriots Broncos? I don't oh. know if they'll change that. I don't Bro. know if they'll flex that. Uh, Patriots do not deserve to be anywhere near. I a think they. Well, here's the thing. Or... I think they made it as a Christmas Eve uh, NFL Network game. They won't mess with it because yeah. they know no one's going to watch it. People, I mean, people will watch it, but they know that it's not. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not. Yeah, it's Saturday night playoff game. It's like the NFL puts their least favorite game there. <laughs> Which is dumb. That should be the game they like hammer. That should be one of their best games. Their biggest games should be the second game on Saturday. Uh, yeah, Saturday night for TV ratings is like a, a a barren wasteland. That is fair, but it's the uh, NFL. It'll still be the highest rated show. Hey on man, TV. I had a, I had a game last year, and I remember racing home watching the Jags at the time start to mount their big ass comeback. Oh, I remember that. Um, As Trevor was running them down, so was Joe. Exactly. You remember who the you you know who we play on Christmas Eve, right? Bills? No, Jets. Dallas. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yes, Christmas. I remember that. Christmas Day has maybe could be interesting. Will not be interesting at all. 
and then should be pretty fun. Raiders, Chiefs, maybe. Maybe. Right. Probably not, but maybe. Giants, Eagles. Ugh. Oh, God. Would the Giants, would the Giants, would the Eagles be more or less than 20 and a half point favorites against the Giants? Would that be the largest spread in NFL history? It, dude, today was 17 and a half. And for a little while early in the game, people were, I was thinking, well, maybe they could kind of keep it close. Their defense is playing okay. They, nope. Oh, God. When the wheels fell off. DJ Jarvis says, go to bed. DJ, you go to bed. Uh, dude, yeah. those They play the Eagles twice in the last three weeks, dude. Those games might be like in the 20s. <laughs> We're going to be looking at college spreads. So d- is, that the, is that the Eagles regular season finale then? Also, the Giants? Yeah. Yep. Man, the NFL got that wrong. That's tough. DJ3 is eating. DJ, uh, so that's basically going to be the only the only thing saving the Giants in week 18 is if the, the Eagles have everything locked up for the one seed and the spread is still 18 and a half. <laughs> Listen, man, I might if that might be I might just put that on the Sinister Six card like the, the Eagles laying it just for fun. Because because if it's the largest spread in history, like you got to be there. Just like if if you're on, like if the Hawkeyes have the lowest total in history every single week, cash it, take it, you still take it. Niner that Niners Ravens game though, Christmas Day, Christmas night. That'll be the the week nightcap, last game of the week. Then, yeah, that's the that's that's a good one to end on. Mariota is Mariota like the backup for the Eagles. And I'm just missing it. Did I forget something? Um, I don't know. Uh, very good. I do know that if DJ is going to bring up Marcus Mariota, I remember when he threw himself a touchdown pass in a playoff game that the Chiefs blew. He likes Did. that. He likes that. He likes when we bring that up. You like that? Uh, best of the rest. Let's talk about the other walk-off games today. Uh, the 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 Seahawks. There was a world, DJ just fired you. There's a world that existed where I was like, all right, the commanders might be five and five. Sam Howell continues to look good. Do I take them seriously? And then the Seahawks. <laughs> That's mean. DJ's an asshole. I think I'm fired. Uh, no, that was me. No, oh, that I was didn't. you. Oh, okay. <laughs> he I thought DJ me. somehow got in here. And <laughs> no. I wasn't paying attention. Nope, never mind. No, DJ I, was just, didn't. I was just I was acting like I was fired. Yep. He, you got just cut off. Uh I thought the Seahawks, I thought the commanders, I was like, man, they could OT. They could win this. They'll be five and five. Um, and then all of a sudden the Seahawks went down the field in like 20 seconds and won. So I was a little sad. Sam Howell keeps balling, though. Still, I think he's leading the league in passing yards today because Tua was on a bye. Nope, he's still ex, he's still 100 and something yards back. Anywho. Uh, That's still hella impressive, though. Going into the season, I thought, who the hell is Sam Howell? Rude. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't follow college super close, and he was a rookie last year, right? Correct. Correct the mundo. So I, I was not high on the Sam Howell knowledge train 
he was supposed to be like a top five pick, and then it kind of just his last year was a terrible. Okay, but he his he was in the same class with Pickett and Malik Willis, so tough. Ooh. So he's uh, he's definitely beating the comp- the competition. Yeah, yeah. Imagine the Steelers with him. Ugh. Holy shit! He's not like toolsy, but he's got gusto and can do stuff. He can he'll take risks. Um. That was a fun game. Seahawks staying alive. Like, say, Seahawks. There is that gap now, and the Seahawks are kind of in that little mush of the good non. They're they're the playoff teams, the NFC, that we might not really trust as much as the other NFC teams. Like, they're in that Vikings. Uh, they're in the same kind of room as the Vikings, I would say. The other Samuel walk is leading the league in passing yards, by the way. Oh, so it's updated. Okay. The, yeah. the thing I just looked at's not updated. Okay. Yeah, he's beating CJ Stroud and Tua by 150 plus yards. Okay. But holy shit, he has been sacked 47 times. Nobody else is over 25. Yes. He is well, a bad man. Zach Wilson is at 33, but holy crap. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome our back. Fav- our favorite. Welcome back. Our favorite Call of Duty player, welcome back. Kyler Murray, 25-23 win. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, did you see the run that he had on that third down on their last drive? I did not. Dude, He that was, man, that was cool. He had this crazy-ass scramble on third and ten. He it was in the middle of four guys, escaped out the back end, hit the Jets. He reminded everyone today that he is still an elite-ass athlete. Uh, I'm really happy for him. I know the public perception of him is kind of in the tank. I'm really happy for Kyler uh, and, and the, the Cardinals. Look, they'd have to go on an insane, an insane run for them to even be close to the playoffs. They found a way to win today. Um, I, I, but again, I still feel really happy for them, and uh, I'm glad that Kyler had that moment today. That was neat. Welcome back, Kyler Murray. James Conner was back too, wasn't he? Yep, 73 yards, 16 carries. Trey so Mc- pieces. Trey McBride had a day. He did 131 yards. The, Big the touchdown Fal- too. The Falcons, man. No, the maybe. Falcons actually gave the ball to Brian Robinson, but they also. John. Or to Brian, I'm an idiot. To Bijan Robinson, decoy. Washington man. also gave it to Brian Robinson, though. They did. Cool ass touchdown. The problem for Atlanta is they combined to throw 12 for 21 for 70 yards. <laughs> just not good enough. Um, just an absolute disaster for them today. Uh, good for the Cardinals, though. I'm really happy for them. I like what they've done with Gannon. I know they haven't won, but for Kyler to come back, uh, we'll see what happens with them the rest of the year. We'll see if Kyler is even a qu- their quarterback next year. I think they they would be totally okay. I, I would be totally okay with them trading him and Kyler landing on a team that could contend because I do think – I don't know what you think, but I think Kyler has a top 10 to 12 uh, level. He's one of those. He's that good. He like He's a game changer. Um, but uh, – 
yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm very interested to see exactly how the Cardinals handle their business at the end of the year. And I am, I'm interested to see how they look Nick also week to week Falcons too, though, man, they just keep disappointing. Good God. I knew this team would be like annoying as shit all year. They have not disappointed in that regard because <laughs> they are annoying and I hate it. That division is so up for grabs and like nobody wants it. Bucks are back in it with their win today. Like one week, the Bucks are like, oh, yeah, they looked good. They should be good to go. Look like shit. Oh, now the Saints. Oh, they got Camara working well. They got Taysom Hill working well. They should be. Uh, they suck today. All right. Now the Falcons. Oh, they're playing the Cardinals. They should have an easy. Yeah, we lost. Like nobody wants it. Let's not talk about the Panthers losing the beige and orange on Thursday night. Hey, though. Caleb Williams or Drake May. You are a Los Redactolus member, I think. I'm pretty sure. Now, after review of the tape, the Giants might not win another game. Like, I'd be shocked if they won another game. Is Tyrod hurt now, too? Yeah, right now he is. Okay. Because I was like, why is he not in? He's on he IR. Looked, they looked okay when he was playing. <laughs> He's on IR. The, the best Patriots? Anyway. Does Bill Belichick get fired this week? I, I don't think there is any scenario in the universe where Bill Belichick gets fired midseason. I, you would think. I wouldn't. I I just don't think so. Um, and what's other? What else? Oh, there were a couple other weird, random topics. Dude, did you see the interception? Did you see how the Patriots Colts game ended? By the way, I can't believe we're talking about this, but it's so goddamn funny. Uh, yes, the fake spike. Did you also see the drive before when Mac threw the no, interception on the goal I did line? Not see that one. The, so, the Mac Jones interception was so bad. I was, was wondering so why bad. Bailey Zappi was in there at the end. So Mac Jones, all right, let me break it down. <laughs> it's 10-6. The Patriots go down the field. Mac Jones has an okay drive. It's Bert, They get down to the goal line. Mike Gusecki, everyone's favorite white tight end that can't do the gritty. He's running a corner route, right? If Mac lofts it over, touchdown. He, un, he instead throws this back foot fade away. It's a sinker while Gasicki's halfway in the end zone. The ball, Nick, the ball drops and is caught at the one. He like underthrows him by eight yards. I'm not shitting you. It was it was one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen. Belichick, then they get the stop. Belichick benches him for Bailey Zappi for the two minute drive. No timeouts. And they're only down by four. They're down four. Uh, blah blah blah. They get up to the forty. They pick up a they pick up a fourth down. Fifty seven seconds left. No timeouts. They run it. They pick up the first down on fourth and one. And then <laughs> Bailey Zappy, old Zappum, fake spike, five step drop. Chucks it into quadruple coverage in the middle of the field. Picked off. Bro, I was on the live show today and I couldn't. I had my mic up and I didn't. I, I was tr I was trying to just watch the end of this. 
not my, I could not take my eyes off it because of how bad it was. And when he and my mic was on X while Daniel was talking, I felt bad. Zappy faked the spike and threw the pick. I laughed so loud. I I I yelped, dude. <laughs> it might have. There was this was the best Sunday of the year by far. That might have been the great. Now that I think about it, that was the greatest way to start it. That was one of the greatest plays of all time. I did see the replay on Twitter, and I got a chuckle out of that. Just Thanks. his bewildered look on the sideline. <laughs> Fake spike throwing a triple coverage picked off. I think he even pump faked, didn't he? He did. He he, he saw it. And he, he hesitated, <laughs> and then he rips it, and it's <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Oh, I said on the show, I was like, is Bill gonna get left on the tarmac? Oh, I, I don't. I think they could lose every game the rest of the way by thirty, and he at least makes it to the end of the season and is able to resign. I think he's established himself as enough of a New England legend that he'll get that decency. And if he didn't, it'd be a shame. And I hate Bill Belichick. I hate the dude. I would love it to. I would love to see him get fired. But wouldn't it be in hilarious? the middle of a game? <laughs> it would be hilarious. But I, he, he does not deserve that. Uh, the Colts with Gardner Minshew are five and five. They're in the they're in the mix. They you know how they always have the playoffs, the divisions, the wild cards, and then in the hunt. That's what yeah. Miami. That's what we as us as Dolphin fans. That's what we, we always win. were, baby. We were always in the hunt. The AFC in the hunt this year is like. Fucking longer than Santa's list, bro. Wild. Uh, what? Uh, anything else you want to touch on before we wrap things up? So I'm looking here at the AFC standings. Obviously, you mentioned Santa's list is shorter than that playoff picture. It's crazy. The Titans continue to be underwhelming to the max Patriots at least they hopeless. have direction though real quick sorry to they have direction now at least though will Levis they they're playing rookie QB they're they're developing him I'm not mad at the Titans they have direction that's fine the Patriots just flat out suck <laughs> yeah but outside of the Titans and Patriots in a world where the Broncos win tomorrow again seven point dogs not likely we're just cheering if the for Broncos. Cousins. If the Broncos would win, they'd be right in the middle of that modge podge of four and five loss teams battling for the seven seed with Houston, Cincinnati, Buffalo, Indy, Vegas, LA, New York. Really, everybody outside of the Titans and Patriots have a shot. Now, if the Broncos lose tomorrow, I'm willing to stick a fork in their playoff chances. I. I don't see enough down the stretch for for the Broncos to have a legitimate shot of hanging yeah. out in the hunts. I just think with all of the craziness that's between the seven seed and the twelve seed or thirteen seed right now, you have to have at least four or five wins. You have to be in that one game arm's length for me to consider you a feasible chance. Yeah, I would agree. 
just because that's so much traffic you have to navigate. And next Monday night, as we've stated, we will do our, you know, kind of the, not the two-thirds of the way mark, but we're, we're close to it. We'll give, we'll, we'll have six weeks left. So we'll give our playoff predictions where we believe the teams will finish. Um, so that'll be fun. Uh, not that we don't want to do it tonight. It's just that, you know, maybe the thing, it'll be a little more clear next week. I don't know. I'm making up an excuse, but, uh, it's Monday night. We don't have to dwell as much on the Sunday stuff. Exactly. We'll talk probably a little bit about the funnest stuff. Maybe. But probably not, because we'll touch on all of it when we talk about where we think that team will finish in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I think that's it, though. The Jags-Niners game, real quick for me, that I don't... Good on the Niners. It felt like they were due. I took the Jags plus three. I'm a square. Square play. I The Jags looked like shit today. They imploded. In your defense, you just thought the Jaguars would score three points when you took plus three. You just Correct. misinterpreted the betting lingo. I thought you were going to have a real good, good. I thought you were going to have a legitimate reason there, and I was going to feel better about myself. But no, I feel worse. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nicholas. I feel worse about that. You are welcome. Uh, good on the Niners, man. Their defense. Chase Young on that defense. Kind of unfair. Cowboys won by a billion. We're not shocked. I guess the only game we didn't really touch on then was Packers Steelers kind of touched on it. The Steelers, someone killed them. <laughs> Kenny Pickett yes. threw 14 of 23 for 126 yards. I hate this team. Was there, was there one interception? No. Oh, I was going to say that's all it's missing. Nick, if the Bengals win on Thursday, they're the leading the division. <laughs> oh my God. At what point do we say Mike Tomlin's in the mix to be coach of the year? Because it sure as hell ain't his offense. He's the he should have yeah, but also he sucked because he kept the coach. He should have fired Matt Canada, but that's him true. And, but that's his should point. have shipped him off to Canada. Yes. Oh, I hate this team so much. Disaster. You Just, know what my favorite one of my favorite memories of this season was? I don't remember what the spread was. Week one, Pittsburgh plus points against the 49ers. My and it was dead in, and it was dead in the water in like two minutes. <laughs> Our bet of the year. <laughs> Steelers getting points. Yeah. In fairness, I shouldn't be mad. I said they'd make the playoffs at the beginning of the year. <laughs> I just didn't understand. That me saying, yeah, they'll win 10 or 11 games. And apparently every prediction I made at the beginning of the year when it came to win totals and future outlooks, even though I can't get it. Looking good. I'm like a soothsayer of smartness. Uh, I didn't understand the evil that I was unleashing onto the universe of how they were going to do it (laughs) and how much I'd want to gouge my eyes out every week watching. I, I can't say that's the best. The bet it'll be impossible to beat Denver plus six and a half against Miami. That's they what I'm saying. To, though. They should be able to cover back door late. That's that's my thing though, Nick. I said my bets this week. I'm I'm still a game under five hundred after today. 
I am no, I'm two games. I'm thirty. I'm thirty-two and thirty-four. If I would have gotten the that under with the Giants, because everything else, honestly, cash, cash money. I should have took a Georgia. I should have took Georgia, but I didn't because I'm a fraud. Uh, I should have took Georgia, but I didn't. Um, everything else though. Uh, that I won was cash money. Almost never a doubt. That would have been four and two. My bets on a weekly basis, no. But my projections have been spot on to a degree. But yes, nothing like... Hey, I will say this, though. Last thing, we can get out of here. I had a flip of that. You ready? I said uh, I had a team catching two and a half on Saturday, and they won by 45. So there you go. It's kind of, it made me feel a little bit better about having the Broncos plus six and they lost by 70 to 20. <laughs> I was terrified going into that week too. I was like, damn it. Why'd they had, I was like, they're going to dump it all out. Fuck. All right. Well, we did good. You did great. I will throw way. one thing out there here. We're not, we're not officially calling it the motorsport minute. Yeah. But I'm excited for the Iowa Speedway pre-sale tomorrow when the NASCAR Cup Series comes to Newton, Iowa, Father's Day 2023. Can't wait to rack up the charges on my credit card tomorrow. There you go. Might have to buy. If you want to get me a Christmas present. Now there you go. I think uh, as of right now, I don't know what the max tickets I can buy. <laughs> I really hope I don't run into that tomorrow, but I'm I'm at I think I'm buying ten tickets for the group that we've got going, and then they'll just pay me back. But mm-hmm. got quite a hefty group going tomorrow. Yeah, I hope that credit card you have is going to max out. Don't have max to, out. Uh, raise my limit. Yeah. Uh, my credit was... card bill is going to be on Stroud Nine tomorrow. Yep. Your credit card. Your credit card bill. And the AFC in the hunt list. Just going to be dead eye. Hell in a very long. Huh? It's going to be very long. Uh, Motorsport Minute-esque. I'm excited as hell for Vegas this weekend, next weekend. Just to see it. To see it lit up. To see it uh, late as hell on a Friday and a Saturday. Is it Friday into Saturday or Saturday into Sunday? So, I qualifying can't... will be Friday night. Saturday okay. will be the race. I just can't wait to see it. It's going to be so cool. Will the race be good? Probably not. Doubtful. Um, but it'll be just fun as hell to watch it and yeah. to see them racing in Vegas. It'll be all lit up. It'll be cool. It'll be cool to see. That's what I'm excited for. It will probably be visually the coolest race of all time. Hopefully the qualifying is fun like it was at like Monaco to make the weekend feel like and some way, shape, or form, like, super memorable. Or, hopefully, like, Red Bull just bins it like they did in Singapore a month ago. And then it'll make the race wide fucking open. Because the race in Singapore... wins. When Well, the race in Singapore, when Max and Sergio effed the duck in qualifying, it was, like, literally at the, at the end, it was... One, two, four cars nose to tail for the last five laps. Yeah. 
So like was it was wide open. So if Red Bull can just kindly, you know, For, Formula One should just find a way to make Max start twelfth every week. Their no, races would be last. so much better. He started in the back of the last two years in Belgium, and he fucking. Now Belgium is also this massive track that's wide open, super long straights, and that's their advantage. They basically found this cheat, and it's not cheating. They they have the best guy in the world at designing a race car right now, um, in Adrian Newey. And the summer he went banana. This guy watched said he had it was the white. It was White Christmas in the Adrian Newey household, and it was just a godfather scene of him snorting a bunch of cocaine because my man went to work this offseason building maybe the most dominant car in F1 history. Basically, that they figured this thing out where they could they could find a way to game the system where when their DRS, which is their drag reduction system, the rear wing opens, their gap is bigger than everyone else's. So on the straightaways, they just fucking pounce everybody uh they've come back to the pack a little bit because of their they had to because of the cap cost thing from last year you could read it's it's way too complicated for me to explain at this time of night but uh hopefully the thing is next year because red bull can't spend as much other teams like a mclaren who made a huge jump in the season from like they were ass at the beginning of the year too. By the time they got to the midway point in the season, they were basically having podiums and they've been in the fight. Ferrari's gotten better. Mercedes has gotten better. So hopefully those three teams can inch closer. Aston Martin maybe can even keep getting better with Fernando. Hopefully they fire the other guy who's the owner's son. He sucks. Uh, and then you could have like, they could. there is a world where they could have five teams, not neck and neck, but close because Red Bull is at a point where they're hitting the ceiling because they can't spend any more money and everyone else is getting better. Problem is the gap from this season was so big. The gap from first to second was like further than second to last this year that even with the gap between first and second closing, Red Bull still looks so dominant and that's why Max is winning all the time. And Max is also one of the best, if not, he's he's one of the two best drivers in the world, in my opinion. Him and Kyle Larson. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think there's much pushback there. I would just so. Formula One is something where I'd love to see Max drive any other car, just to see. Just I think the what he would do. I think we saw that when he won the first title, because that Red Bull was good. But he also literally squeezed every ounce of blood out of the stone of that car. Because yeah. the Mercedes was still sick. Mm-hmm. But that Red Bull that year, like it could it was good enough to win the title and they were close. But Max also that was his best year. No, actually I can't say that. That was his second. Out of the three titles, last year, that year this is his best year. The first title was the second. He's he's going to win 20 races this year. I can't say this isn't his best. He's been a psychopath. Um, But, yeah, I, I do get what you're saying. I do get what you're saying. But, yeah, hopefully those guys have problems. And then just for the sake of it being the first time in Vegas, 
a lot of people will watch, I believe, because of what time it's on. It's not going to, I mean, who knows? There won't be, I don't think there's going to be anything crazy in the college football slate at night that, that late to like go head to head with it. Um, Formula One's time, getting. What time does it run? Like nine o'clock? It's going to be late. Yeah. It's going to be like West Coast, seven, eight o'clock. Okay. Okay. Because they're going to, they want it to be fully under the lights. Yep. So I, that's the thing. I'm just super jacked for it because, like, and I hope that Red Bull's not up there because I would love for that race to just actually have a huge, because the Miami races were cool for a show, but the races weren't that great. If this race can get all of the show and the pomp and the feel that the uh, Miami race got, but the race is actually good, then, uh, then that would be great. The last two years, even three, because I think this year's was solid too. The race in Houston has been great, but it wasn't new and shiny like the Miami race. So the Miami race would get more pop, you know what I mean, compared to the Coda race. The Coda race, the year, the first max title, and then last year were both really good. And this year, I think, also had some moments. If the Vegas race, this bright new shiny toy for F1 in America, can have all of the pomp and circumstance and all of the and have a badass race with it too i think that would be really sick and really cool for american fans trying to get into motor racing for sure it'll be fun under the lights of sin city as you said too it'll be it'll be the most visually pleasing race maybe ever mgm the sphere. Oh, I wonder if they'll race past the sphere or not. But yeah, we'll have to watch and find out next week. I was thinking for some reason I was thinking it was going to be stupid late, like running midnight our time, and I'm like, why? No, but I'm pretty sure o'clock, that's all right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Only one. They'll be done within two hours. That'll be worth staying up for. Yeah, I think it'll start like eight or nine o'clock there. So like ten ish here at the latest. That's not bad. If I had to guess, uh. All right, partner. Here, actually, I'm looking at it right now. Shit, I did. I lied. Midnight here. Oh no! So it is stupid late. Yeah, it is stupid late. Oh, so they're starting. They're starting the race eleven o'clock local. Ten or ten o'clock local. Still, that is not city that never Why? sleeps. Yeah, that is a little weird. I guess what what time does that make it in like in Europe? Probably seven, yeah, it's like six a.m. Sunday, like they're, they're ahead. Yeah, because this yeah. is kind of like the same time that they would start the races in like Asia, like Japan. The Japan race and the Australia race would usually start like at midnight here. Okay, so maybe they're trying to get. I mean, if, if it's a, it is smart for this reason. They're trying to capitalize where like all of these markets are going to be watching. Yeah, you know, so yeah. It's a smart-ish. I understand it. I don't hate it. I think they could move it up an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, an hour and a half. There you go. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not watching Formula One at midnight. At midnight. You won't stay up with me. No, I don't think so. I won't. I'm gonna text you at 11:30, Nick. Nick that ready? is Saturday going into Sunday, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Nick, are you yeah, ready? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna commit to that. <laughs> Well, all right, partner. We did good today. Glad we got to talk about something about something with four wheels. Uh, yeah. Shout out to you as always. We'll be back together, the dynamic duo, next Monday night. Don't forget, 
We'll also be back on Thursday night. We'll be back tomorrow night with a live show. Go Broncos for the content. Nick, thanks as always, partner. As always. This has been, this has been the Educated Ignorance Podcast. If you ain't got your game, you best pass the sticks. We'll see you guys tomorrow night for the live show, live Monday night recap, and the Elite Eight. We'll see y'all. We're out. Peace.